0: hey guys in this episode i am talking about ufo conspiracies um as a person with autism myself i am obsessed with ufo conspiracies so buckle up and enjoy the ride this one's a doozy there's some really deep information in this one and i hope that you enjoy this podcast i know it's a bit different to autism information and things like that but i thought that it might actually benefit you guys and it's just quite entertaining so yeah let me know what you think Okay guys. So let's get into this video. I'm so like pumped. Like I haven't been so pumped about a video for a while. Whew. There's, this is just scratching the surface. I'm just talking about four, like just straight off the bat ones that I find that are just super crucial to, to think about here. Now, These are conspiracy theories, but there's so much evidence for these, it's it's ridiculous. So they are theories, but these are some of the strong ones and some of the things that I really want to talk about. Um, But this is just scratching the surface. If you'd like to see more videos about conspiracy theories that I'm really into, like passionate about and to make them specific about just one topic rather than going over four of them, let me know in the comment section below and give this video a thumbs up so I know that you guys like this type of content. Okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the Battle of LA. Now the Battle of LA is something that took 1942 during the Second World War and the war was raging over the Pacific and um basically the americans uh, were guarding their territory basically because they were so scared and threatened that an invasion from japan was imminent that the japanese were going to come over and bomb everything which they did do in pearl harbor eventually obviously but basically the americans had a high alert program so basically they'd do this thing like a blackout they'd see like enemy planes flying over and then they'd cut all the electric and then they would then fire into the sky and shoot all these planes out of the sky so on february the 25th of 1942, um, there was a huge blackout over major parts of like LA and stuff like that. All of a sudden all the electric went out and then people were kinda like, oh, it must be an air raid going on. So they looked out the windows and they couldn't really see any airplanes, but what they did see was the, the, the sky just erupted like, like <laughs> they're like shooting in the air, firing at something in the sky. Now the LA times the day after reported with a photo of what was going on and it seemed to be like this globe-shaped kind of ball sphere in the sky with loads of spotlights on it and all the military just like hammering at this thing and they hammered at it for a good hour they were literally just like firing rounds into this thing for an hour and then it just disappeared it shot off into the sky um, and they don't know what it was obviously eyewitnesses say that it just looked like you know it was, was like a UFO or it was some kind of craft or something but they couldn't identify what it was now the army did put a report out saying that this were enemy aircraft there was 15 aircraft in the area, but there's no eyewitnesses from people living in the area that seen any of these aircraft. The idea of like having a picture of this thing that they were firing at for like over an hour, just like laying rounds into, and it didn't even like make a mark on it is definitely not an enemy, an enemy plane from 1942 uh, and it was photographed in the LA times and it was, it was huge, it was, it was massive. But they tried to dissolve it and get rid of it and obviously at the end of the war coming and everyone kind of just forgot about it. It wasn't until way after the war had finished that somebody started talking about it and saying like, what on earth happened that day? There's still no clear indication of actually what went on but a lot of people and myself would say that this may have been a UFO coming down because what seems to happen is that UFOs come down to nuclear bases and disarm nuclear weapons which is another video I could probably do but this is something that normally happens. Now this specific case obviously they were testing the nuclear weapon through the Manhattan Project in Nevada at the time so I'm guessing that the UFOs came down because they saw the nuclear activity here on Earth. Okay so the next one I want to talk about is a guy called Clifford Stone. Now, Clifford Stone is a United States military um, agent or a military member. He has been in the military for years. His whole entire life he spent in the military. This guy is very respected. He's a um, very well-rounded militant, militant. And basically he has a very interesting job. Well, he did have a very interesting job. He was hired by the military to document alien species living here on earth. Okay, now that sounds crazy, right? But think about this, there's a guy, uh, McGuinness, who, who hacked into NASA computers, a British guy who has Asperger's syndrome, and he downloaded a list of documents called Non-Terrestrial Officers, um, which were from NASA, which is crazy. And he also downloaded pictures of um, like cigar-shaped spaceships around the Earth. Now, this is fascinating. He was actually almost thrown in jail for that, but because he had Asperger's syndrome, they kind of like, just gave him like a lifetime ban from the internet and stuff. But it backs up what Clifford Stone was saying about actually aliens living here on Earth. Now, Clifford Stone was part of something called the Disclosure Project, which we'll get into right at the end of this video. Now, Clifford Stone, swore under oath and testimony to the American Congress and government saying that what he said was real and he had a lawyer in evidence say look this is real man like I I document 52 different types of alien species living on this planet and one of the most interesting things that Clifford Stone said about the alien species is that he said that they were all bipedal upright humanoids they weren't just like dinosaurs or they weren't like just blobs that appeared or clouds of smoke you know they were they were just like human kind of he actually indicated one specific type he said that there was a type of alien looks like a human would. you wouldn't notice any difference. The only difference is that if they were in a room in the dark they'd be able to tell you what color objects were because they could see color in the dark which is fascinating. But Clifford Stone was a phenomenal guy and I definitely recommend you check him out. Crazy good crazy good guy. Okay so the next thing I'm gonna talk about is the Phoenix Lights. Now this happened in 1997 uh, on March 13th. Now the Phoenix Lights was basically witnessed by hundreds of people across Phoenix Arizona where they saw a kind of triangular shaped spaceship just hovering over this the that the space of Phoenix for a good, I don't know, half an hour, hour, maybe 50 minutes. Uh, and everybody's seen it had crazy flashing lights. You know, airplanes from the military were scrambled about it. There was a huge huge, like hundreds and hundreds of people witnessed this. Even Dan Aykroyd, famous actor with Asperger's Syndrome, witnessed this event. Now, everyone's seen it and they were just like, they didn't know what it was. But it was miles long. This thing was massive, like a huge structure floating in the air. And it was triangular. But it was like kind of a hollow. So it was kind of like two two ends like it had it was just like that it was like two beams coming out so it was triangular but it was hollow in the middle and it had like no back piece which is two beams coming off with light underneath it now there was huge activity around it was other lights and there was other aircraft coming in to intercept it but then the government made a statement on it saying that this wasn't a ufo and then they did a whole made a whole slapstick thing about it like the, the mayor of like phoenix came down and then he did this thing where he got like an alien in a rubber mask coming out and playing you know silly buggers but Before that, he actually said that he'd seen it and he didn't know what it was and he felt like it was a flying saucer, but he changed his tune after he had a visit from the government, which I found really bizarre. But the Phoenix Lights is one of those like sightings that was witnessed by so many people, it's hard to kind of then go, oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 nothing, that's nothing, don't worry about it. Okay, so this next one's kind of like two in one, but it's still kind of one to me. That's why we've got another one after this. Now this one is, the the first part of it is the Roswell incident. Now in 1947, on July the 5th, I think it is, um, an aircraft, Crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Now the debris was recovered by the military. They were on site very very quickly Um, A farmer witnessed all of this stuff Now the first thing that came out is that everyone said that it seemed like a flying saucer had crashed in Roswell now This being said that as tons of testimonies from people who worked in the military who recovered alien grave bodies then took them to military bases one was area 51 and they basically uh, had a two dead aliens and one live alien which later died and they called them EBEs that's what they call them in the military they call them EBEs the extraterrestrial bodies um now the EBE uh, which was alive and well was taken to a facility inside area 51 but then later died from a an illness that he picked up from being on the planet or it and i'm saying he but it now this is fascinating he was uh, it was alive for a long period of time uh, you know after recovering from the crash but the other two were really badly hurt. Now this to me is very interesting. You wouldn't have that much of a detailed story if this wasn't true. Now the government released a statement saying it was a weather balloon and they said that weather balloon had flown off and and all this rubbish, right? Which I find just like crazy. I mean, you can't believe that. Now that is their take on what happened. But what happens after this is very, very interesting. Now, the idea for this next one is that the aliens kind of came back to try and find their guys and obviously some of them had died um, and they weren't really sure what happened. So they figured that it could become hostile. So the American government met with the alien graves. Okay, now it sounds kind of crazy, but listen to 1954. uh, It's called the Edwards Agreement. Now in Edwards Air Base, the alien Greys landed and they met with President Eisenhower in the, in the Air Force base and they basically made a treaty or the Edwards agreement. And this agreement is basically between the US government and the extraterrestrial Greys because um, as, as we know from Clifford Stone, the part about Clifford Stone, there are various different types of alien species that exist on this planet. Now, Clifford Stone, uh, documented different ones and greys were one of them, obviously. Now the Edwards agreement that Eisenhower made was basically saying that the alien greys could come down and abduct humans and do experiments on them and all this stuff, as long as they didn't harm them, they returned them safe and they could wipe their memory of the incident clear in exchange for high, huge volume technology far beyond our reach currently at that time. And this kind of backs up another theory or an idea where if this isn't true, then how do you explain the boom in computing, right? So let's put this in perspective up until about 19- I don't know 1950 1960 you couldn't fit in a room with a computer because the room would have to be the entire computer you know it'd take up like whole floors of buildings like computers are massive and that was just to do simple calculations like just normal calculations like adding and subtracting now up until this time we had really bad computer technology after 1950s what you saw was a huge increase in the types of very detailed and skilled computing so that you could just literally fit it on your desktop. I mean, look at that 1960s, 1970s. NASA was able to then produce computers that would fit on a table. You had like 100 years of nothing to this huge, massive computer. Then you had a couple of years, maybe five or six years, and then all of a sudden we had like, you know, computers that were crazy good and they were crazy small. Now, that's very interesting and it does back up the Edwards Agreement, but it's fascinating to think about. Okay, guys, so the last one I'm going to talk about here is. Dr. Stephen Greer. Now Dr. Stephen Greer is a trauma doctor from America and he this one's super super dark like I yeah let's just go over it so so Dr. Stephen Greer He runs a company called The Disclosure Project. He actually has two documentaries out as well. One is called Serious Disclosure and the other is called Unacknowledged. I think you can get both of them on Netflix and there's two books that accompany them as well. Now he set up a company called The Disclosure Project, which is about 400 people, maybe 500 people, maybe more now, strong. Clifford Stone is one of these people. And they are people who've worked in the military with or on extraterrestrial projects. Like seriously, and these guys are like 100% certain about it. They, they swear under oath in the national press conference in 2001. These guys are deadly serious about what they saw or what they know. And the most fascinating thing about this is that Steven Greer basically said that there are six companies here on Earth that are called Government Black Projects. So basically, they're taking money from the government um, and they're, they're like military, they're military contractors that take money from the government through the military that they don't have to account for because they say it's a national interest and they kind of got the government, you know, by the hold there. And they use this money, then create technologies and talk to communicate with extraterrestrials for these trade-offs, kind of like Eisenhower did. Now, the thing is that they control the communication, then the contact between the extraterrestrials to do whatever they want, um, which is scary, which is why we don't have open disclosure because the UFOs don't know, they think they're dealing with the liaison officers of this planet, but the liaison officers of this planet are these six companies and they're all evil, dark, horrible, overlord companies. They also control the oil and they're, they control a bunch of religious bodies as well which I'm not going to get into but this is what Stephen Greer talks about in his book. Now you got to think like why would you why would you believe Dr. Stephen Greer? this is the interesting and the dark scary part that Dr. Stephen Greer um, he had a team of four people it was him. Um, I think it was his wife or his girlfriend, then his, I think it was his cousin, and then another guy who was just working for them who used to be in the military. Now, the guy who used to be in the military was um, very, very well into his top secret clearance. You know, he, he was top secret clearance, he had loads of stuff, and he was actually gonna fund a um, project uh, to help with disclosure of this information that Dr. Stephen Greer was going to put out. Now he decided to uh you know donate like four million dollars to the project and help the disclosure project get off the ground etc etc. Now he was then mysteriously found dead in the Hudson River in a boat uh, that he owned, and it was in the middle of the night and it was raining terrible. His wife said that when she came home, the door was opened, like, you know, the tea was on it, there was food half eaten, it was like, you know, somebody had just like taken him out of the house. It wasn't if he'd gone like, oh, you know, it's middle of the night, it's, it's pouring down rain and I'm gonna take my, my small boat out to the Hudson River and go out for a spin, like, it doesn't happen, you know? So he was found dead. Now, after his funeral, Dr. Stephen Greer, his wife, and his cousin, I think it was, but I may be quite wrong on, who, on the relationship, but those three people that were involved in the rest of the group, they all came down with a vicious melanoma cancer. Now, uh, two people died from it, so his wife and the other guy, they, they died from it, but Dr. Stephen Greer was able to uh, overcome the cancer and, and, uh, and really kind of rehabilitate himself, and now he's stronger than ever. Now, why would you think this is true? There's two reasons why. One is that Stephen Greer exists on what's called a dead man's trigger that basically means he's got information out there into media outlets that will go live if anything happens to him that's untoward and the other thing is that you don't go out and talk about conspiracies like this And then most of your team die, Uh, that's not a coincidence, but I don't know guys. Look, this is all just speculation and this is all just stuff that's going on. I mean, like it could be crazy. It could be a crazy coincidence, but I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Let me know if you've got any juicy gossip or anything to add to this, or you know about what I'm talking about. I'd love to have this conversation with you guys.